0: Five,
1: four, three, two, one. Oh, yeah! From Vegas, baby. From Vegas. It's the loftest Party. Uh, how's it going, everyone? I'm in, a, I'm in a great mood. I'm in a very Vegas kind of a mood. How are you doing over there, Liberty Gypsy?
0: I'm not in Vegas.
1: No, you know what? But you're in a good spot. <laughs> You're you're in you're in uh, your campground. You got a you yeah. got a campfire going. You've got all the f- stuff you need for some kind of voodoo curse.
0: <laughs> what?
1: I don't know. As I'm going with the that's Gypsy Louisiana, thing, that's
0: Louisiana, not Georgia. I, don't,
1: I, I I see you as 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 the leader of a band of gypsies, and that you you roam around <laughs> the South. So so you're you're in uh, the Gimlet camp. Yes, I'm in I Las am. Vegas. I'm finishing up a week. At uh, at Brad Garrett's comedy club, the, yep. and and check this out, and this is this is kind of nice. And I want to give a shout out to my buddy Brad Garrett. Uh, that's the number one comedy club in Vegas. Really? They have, yeah, they can statistically. It, it's great. Uh, they can statistically prove it. Blah 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 blah. Uh, it's also the most expensive ticket, but it's 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 well worth it. It's I'm we have sold
0: out, to see you.
1: We have sold out every show we've nice. sold and it's and I want to thank Brad and everyone at at uh at the comedy club. They've been insanely patient with me. They've like they're always like when you, when can you come back? When can you come back? Uh and then things would happen and I'm writing on a show or I'm writing I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So I had this date, and I've had this date on the books for a year and I came back and I tell you what, uh Gimlet, I am renewed. I am refreshed, and I am reinvigorated. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week on, on the podcast, we were saying, now we can go. Now we can start, yeah?
0: Yeah, but you know what I've loved from this little engagement is seeing the pictures of fans and people who listen to the cast and all that loveliness.
1: Well, that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's all, like, um... I'm not. I'm not ready to talk about Kevin Can Wait being canceled yet. I'm. I'm okay. just not. It's. It's still. Uh, it's. It's still. It's still fresh. However, uh, in a weird way, the timing is fantastic because, uh, like last week and the week before that podcast, here we go. Here we go. Wonderful things are happening. Yeah. Powerful forces are at work. Um, I'm having such a blast on stage and i I know what I need to do now, and with with the website, the podcast, my live show, and the YouTube channel, all of it it's all coming together in a wonderful uh tsunami of hilariousness and wonderfulness, and the publicity's coming in. We're on the radar. do you know what I did this morning? You fox know and but friends I'm, that is right <laughs> fox and friends here's the, here's the wonderful thing they uh I've done Fox and Friends a couple times. I've done the weekend show a couple times. I did the weekday show once. They reached out to me again this week. Uh, They wanted me to do Thursday. And then this is what happens, you guys. Uh, News happens. And they're like, oh, man, Thursday's not going to work, but we still want you on this Sunday. So I got up way before the crack of dawn. Like 3.45? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: No, no, no. I got up at 3. At 3. Yeah, I didn't to get even up th-
0: get up by 7.50 to watch you, so I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> that's fine. That's all, I, don't, I, <laughs> I, I don't expect that, that level of commitment. But it was a lot of fun. I've been invited back, uh, so that's a great thing. So now, and I've actually, there was a dude um, uh, on the, the Facebook page saying, hey, be careful, dude. Now you're on the radar. So, yeah, uh, now I'm on the radar, but I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. So, but
0: you know old- who else is on the radar?
1: <laughs> who and did, when did you get sleepy?
0: I'm not get- sleepy. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, like, Roseanne like, Barr is on and the radar.
1: now. Yes, she is. She's she on the radar.
0: Her- and what are her ratings? Oh, they're kicking butt.
1: Yes, <laughs> I think she got rid of her Twitter though. I, I saw a tweet no, from her. No, a no, no, no,
0: no. She came back because people okay. were like, No, 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 no. She was going to get rid of her Twitter because she was very supportive of the move of the embassy to Jerusalem and she got a lot <laughs> of trolls and a lot of hate and she's just What? My mother was well, she'll, Jewish.
1: <laughs> yeah. She'll hang in there. She'll yeah, hang in there. Good for fun. you, Roseanne. So um I'm digging it. I'm, I'm digging it. Uh, I saw some old friends last night after the show. I'm eating. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I didn't want to forget to talk about this. And this really made me so happy. Uh, and, I, and this is just me being truthful. I'm not comfortable. I'm not really comfortable meeting people after the show. I really it's it's weird. Yeah, it's like a comfortable social in the pictures. I'm trying very hard. It's like a, it's not a social phobia, but it's like a failing of mine, and I'm trying to get over it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be better at it. Uh, so.
0: Because you're super fun, we've met.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's just weird. It's like when you do stand up and you kind of judge yourself, and I should have done that, and I wish I would have done this. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very critical. I'm very critical of what I do, and sometimes I just feel like a fraud and a failure uh, when I go out and meet people. <laughs>
0: But you're but not. That's the weird
1: part. <laughs> well, I went out, and it was just like it, this. Literally, it makes me believe in a higher power. It really does. I went out after the show. I'm like, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna say hello to people, and I'll be darned if this girl and I apologize. I think it might have been her husband. It could have been her boyfriend. They came up, and they. She's like, we listened. We, we listened to the Loftus Party podcast. We drove like friends. thirty, right? And I want them to know – and I'm going to – I think her name was uh, – like I want to say Andrea. I should have written it down. But uh, her her man uh, took a photo uh, and it was – it just it, – it made it's making me happy now. It, it, like that someone would do that and it's like, okay. It just – when you meet people who listen to the show and they're awesome and they're fun and then there's other people coming out and we're taking pictures. So you – I don't want that – Girl and her her husband boyfriend whatever. I don't want them to feel bad. They should feel great because they they literally they it, it did me good. It, it kept me they going all week long. Day. Yeah, they made my week. It was fantastic. I and think, then I, I, think, well, I made I made mention of it on Facebook, and then mm-hmm. some other dude who listens to the podcast. He goes, "My wife and I came out the night before, but we didn't get a chance to see you, and mm-hmm. that's because I was I was quivering in the green room like a failure." <laughs>
0: Well, no, but I think you said it best when you were on Fox and Friends, not this time, but last time. I think you were on on a Friday. Yeah. We are the counterculture. It's we love free dark. speech. We love free markets. We love freedom. We love less government. I mean, we are the counterculture.
1: <laughs> it is. Like, really, like the, the, the left... Uh, you know, is, is appears to be, you know, running the, the big, the mainstream media and the, and the press and everything. I I, I have no problem being the underdog, no problem being the underdog. So this um, week was
0: incredible by the way.
1: Well, I want to before we, we had a lot to talk about. We got a lot (laughs) to talk about. However, in the future and I Mm want to come back, I should, I should should mark down the date because I want to be back in Vegas on this date Next year, with a camera crew, a Loftus <laughs> Party camera crew, and we are going to cover the Electric Daisy Carnival. The Electric Daisy Carnival. What? The, yeah. EDC. I want
0: to be at that.
1: Yes, you do. Yes, <laughs> you do. And so do I. I've been talking about it really started to heat up on, on Thursday. All these like club kids descended upon the MGM. And it's uh, the the Electric Daisy Which is Carnival. Where you're staying? Yes, and performing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the largest electronic dance music festival like in the world. It used to be in L.A. and then they moved it to the uh, the the Vegas Motor Speedway. It is ginormous, and I and I tell you, and <laughs> you can
0: dance.
1: I would totally, I would totally go. And you should <laughs> see the outfits. You should see the outfits. They are so skimpy. And a lot of thought goes into them. A lot of girls with like uh, fishnet stockings and like butterfly wings. It's like it's very creative. It's super sexy. And I will say this, like kind of like
0: cosplay.
1: In a way, it's Mm -hmm. cosplay adjacent. There's definitely there's a there's a and and, and I'm so glad you brought that up because here's what I dig about cosplay. It's it's fun. It's Mm -hmm. sexy. And, and and there's a sense of whimsy, and there's like a good heartedness to it. They like like I'm I'm in no way looking down my nose at at the at the guys and girls going to the the EDC or doing mm-hmm. cosplay. In fact, I I I think you're awesome, and I wish I wish I was twenty and I could be out there with you. Why can't totally, you just I, go I, dance next year? We're going. So <laughs> we're going. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's going to be – we should do a mass Loftus Party trip. You know what we should do? A broadcast. We should should do a broadcast from the EDC. With the the Loftus Party
0: camera crew.
1: Yes, with the Loftus Party camera crew, and we should uh, – and that's when we should also announce – that's when we should announce the official uh, in in invites uh, to the the Loftus party barbecue to be held uh, like in July.
0: Girl yeah. with the wings, girl in fishnets, yeah, so sexy,
1: so sexy. I think
0: that me, so sexy, me and Lisa yes. the geek mom should get to pick. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. We're oh. on board.
1: <laughs> we could just we could have a we could have a tent in the parking lot. We could interview yes. people as they come in. And these are, uh, uh, they're, they're wonderful kids. There's there's kids from Australia and England and a lot of uh, uh, Japanese and a lot of, you know, Americans. And it's, and I'll tell you what, I have not seen one fist fight. I haven't heard a bad word uh, said. They seem to be some of the coolest, most laid back kids on the planet. They're literally there just to have a good time. Uh, and I want to. I want to see how they see the world. I want to talk because here's what I believe. I believe, and this is like, and I don't want to like preach to them because that's like the, the douchiest thing yeah. ever. However, you know how much uh, the tickets are to the Electric Daisy Carnival, this expression of fun and no. electronic music and dance. They're much? like seven hundred bucks.
0: No way. Yes. <laughs> Do you
1: know yes.
0: how much tickets were to the Electric? Electric Daisy Carnival when I was that age?
1: <laughs> Go ahead and tell me.
0: Like 75 bucks for five <laughs> bands. It was awesome. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, that's like one of those weekend rock and roll things. But I, I, I would bands, love to...
0: Uh, I'll admit it.
1: Yeah, it, the 80s were awesome. The 80s are making a huge comeback. I want these kids to know that, like, I don't want them to... There's got to be a way, and I'll figure it out, but it's like... Uh, these, these kids are probably, like... You know, they probably – they're about love and Bernie Sanders and let's make everything wow. equal and that would be beautiful. Oh. And you're like, you guys, the, the reason you're in, enjoying this giant carnival, the reason this giant thing exists, the same thing with uh, with uh, Bonnaroo and all that stuff, is someone's trying to make money. Someone said, boy, if I rented out this big giant space and, inv- mm-hmm. and invited all these musicians and then sold tickets,
0: you $700 –
1: Yes, you could have a great time, mm-hmm. and I could make some money, and the yep. artists could make some money, and mm-hmm. everybody wins. Capitalism, the, the Electric Daisy Carnival, <laughs> is a celebration of techno capitalism, and
0: they don't even know it.
1: No, they don't. They don't. I don't. Re- I don't recall any giant techno festivals was, being advertised in like... China or Cuba or Venezuela. <laughs> you know, I never remember, like, <laughs> Stalin. You know, you know like, the like last. Communists never had giant music festivals. Come to the Communist Music Festival. We will have band. You will enjoy. You will give equal share. You will dance with my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oddly, the last one I was adjacent to was Lollapalooza.
1: Yeah. I was I in the, big the big Chicago
0: one. Hilton, which was right over the park where Lollapalooza is held now, where. Yeah. Um which which daughter was it which obama daughter
1: malika i don't malika, even know malika
0: i guess she went after me but all i remember is joints dropping from from balconies above and i'm sitting there thinking okay y'all paid how much to get in here and i can watch it from free from my balcony right yeah <laughs> it's just, a I'm like cracking up watching these kids just dancing and having a great time. I'm there for a business meeting, and it was still very entertaining.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. I also I want to go to Bonnaroo. I got some friends uh, that go Bonnaroo, to Bonnaroo every year. Bonnaroo, I think, is in Tennessee or some somewhere. Or in really? it's, that's it's adjacent
0: another to me. I'll go.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's a huge music festival and it's one of those 3-day things. You get a camper or you camp out, you do the you do the whole nine. So, uh so anyway, I'm having a blast. It was really good. It was a huge shot in the arm, a huge huge. It like made my heart feel good meeting the the the, the people who listen to the podcast and enjoy the show. The stand up has been going spectacularly. And uh, Vegas is just as sexy as ever, even sexier now. With uh, I tell you what, the uh, the outfits are skimpy and wonderful, and some thought went into them. And I celebrate all you. And you know and what the else Alter I love? Gazi and these are Carnival. Yes, uh, but like these aren't just these aren't all George just these aren't Indiana. all just supermodels. These are, like, girls of all shapes and sizes. And they're, like, there's some, like, big girls running around wearing next to nothing in some uh, fairy wings. And I'm, like, like, you go, girl. You're having a blast. Just, like,
0: knowing you and your complete confittedness the last time we were at CPAC when it was really depressing before this past year when it was awesome again. Yeah. um, I can't believe you're not out there dancing with the Electric Daisy Carnival.
1: It's Listen, Gypsy. It's like an hour away. It's way out at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. I got to do a show. Uh, my show is at eight o'clock. I go on stage. We're usually done by nine thirty or nine forty. Get a
0: cab.
1: Oh, get a cab. <laughs> I don't have. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lay out seven hundred bucks uh, for one night and then by myself. It's not like I have a. Uh, it's like I have my wife or. <laughs> I'm not gonna run. That just seems pathetic. I just get out of an Uber all by myself, <laughs> wearing the clothes I didn't stand up in. Hot chicks the and fairy you wings you stand up around. in are all right. Yeah, they'd be all right. I would totally go. I, noticed, I would totally go.
0: I noticed. Brand ambassador here. There was no Loftus Party t-shirt under your jacket in any of your pictures.
1: I wore it this morning.
0: This morning? Not to your I- show.
1: <laughs> no, but it, i i was saving it. I was saving it for Fox and friends, oh, but they 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 never oh, reveal it on sorry. camera but when when I go back and I'm sitting on the no, couch, they do. then I'll, I saw
0: uh, it the last time
1: yes, mm-hmm. okay, so that's that's the update from from Vegas and uh my celebration of the e d c and the stand up shows and thanks for coming out and yada yada. Now we're gonna get to some news now uh we we, we could talk about what i what I discussed. Uh, this morning on on Fox and Friends, when starting with was. this whole, well, the first thing was the uh, the Jimmy Kimmel and his his big stance against the NRA and the GOP, and he uh, he's like he's so serious, he's so serious. He's like, before we start with the jokes and the entertainment, uh, we have to talk about the school shooting. It's time we do something. And the no, whole thing, the whole thing, he's last like, time
0: do- we do something.
1: The whole thing was like – he's like, get out there and register to vote. Register to vote because these – and he's literally uh, telling kids, you know, vote Democrat. He's like literally just slamming Trump, slamming the GOP, slamming Ted Cruz, slamming everybody else and just pretty much saying these people don't care about human life. They don't care about human life and they're not going to stop – uh, until, you know, we vote them okay. out of office, and it was terrifying. And okay. I don't know when he became the self-appointed grand high poobah of this crap, but it's... Well, because
0: uh, he reads Chuck Schumer's notes.
1: Well, yeah, that's that was the big thing from the healthcare one. hmm But it's like, it's the classic, listen, and this is what I wanted, this, I, whatever, I held back a little bit. I don't want to be a complete jerk on, I mean. uh, on Fox News. <laughs> But it's like, oh, I can totally unleash here on the cast with you. But it's like, you you jerk. Uh, so take away all the guns, and then you'll be like in good old <laughs> London, knifey town, just getting yeah, stabbed today. Right? At. It's not it's not the weapon, you jerk. And then the other thing that I said, I did intent. say. The other thing that I did say was like, uh, somebody should try to find out why these dudes are doing this. First of all, let's not make them into martyrs. Let's not make them into little uh, cult heroes and talk about them endlessly. And think, And I think it goes back to, to toxic masculinity and, and guys feeling less than. No. And they need to be built up. They need to be uh, helped to be young men.
0: Here's my personal thing. First, Jimmy, come try to take my guns. Not going to work well for you. Second. <laughs> I dare you.
1: Have you come been on. drinking? Have you been drinking? No. You got this like,
0: but I got am this so like, sick. Come
1: and take my gun. It was so come sultry. and take
0: my guns. <laughs> come and take them. I dare you. Second of all, I get to choose how to defend me, my family, and my property because I live in America. I don't live in the UK. I don't live in Australia. Third. <laughs> Um, every single one of you pundits and wannabe pundits needs to read Gene Twenge.
1: Gene Twenge? Who the heck is Gene Twenge?
0: Gene Twenge is a multi-generational psychologist who has been writing about the differences between generations since the baby boomers. Oh, and wow. She has evaluated Igen and what she is telling us is not very different than what Oliver North said today. Um he said it inarticulately and maybe offended some people. What are you saying? He said all of these kids are on Ritalin and other stuff. So every parent who has a kid who's legitimately diagnosed with ADHD is, oh, my God, Oliver North is a jerk, right? No, Oliver North is not a jerk because if you read Gene Twenge and you read what is going on with children under the age of 21, there is a mental health crisis in that population, and if, I
1: totally believe you. I, I,
0: I've read the book. <laughs> um, she's not partisan. She's not Democrat. She's not Republican. She just literally reports what she finds. She's a social psychologist. Well, that's, and, that's
1: what I was saying as well. I mean, yeah. we're both saying the same thing. It's like we have to figure out what's going on with these young dudes that makes them want to do this stuff.
0: They... If you read her book, people below the age of 21 have no conflict resolution skills because they deal with each other on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And if they don't like what someone's saying, they just block them. So they don't have the face-to-face interaction. There was actually a tweet that I retweeted today. Do you remember the spinny little carousels that you used to run, 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 run circles around?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, had yeah. At the playgrounds, and you'd, you'd hold on, on. the playgrounds,
0: and, and you'd hold on. I was always terrified, I was always big,
1: terrified I'd get whipped yeah. off by and some centrifugal And the big kids force. would
0: run and run and run, and they'd shoot little kids off them, and there was wailing, and there was whatever. That's how you and I were raised? Yeah. Right? Our kids yeah. have nothing equivalent to that
1: they 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 really don't there's now the, I've heard somebody refer to them now as the inside generation
0: they are the inside generation they they look for more clues from their parents they don't date they don't drive at 16 i mean there's all thing all kinds of things these kids are not doing that would be considered normal pathway to adulthood that they are absolutely rejecting
1: yeah well i think uh, you're you're talking now uh, it's and it's funny it's not funny but like so gene Twenge is saying this Uh, I'm saying this and feeling it and also well yeah yeah but like the the other guy is that uh, Jordan Peterson dude he's saying the same thing he's
0: saying the same thing but I mean all of these social psychologists are saying there is something fundamentally different about children below the age of 21
1: yeah yeah and I Mm -hmm. would like to try to figure it out And, uh, and make, and make some adjustments like Mm -hmm. pronto because, uh, and what was that other thing? The guy, was he like a, was he driving a van, uh, in Canada killing people, stabbing people? Who was it? But he was like a a thing called an incel or something.
0: (sighs) Don't even say that word to me. Why not? Well, because this whole incel thing is from what I can read. Is this tiny? It's kind of like the perversion of what you refer to as the alt right versus what I know as the alt right. So,
1: well, the alt- well, well, I don't think it has. I don't think it has anything to do with politics. It has. and has everything to do with not having the basic social skills exactly. that you need. Mm-hmm. that's what it is and mm-hmm. of course so you know it's it's the internet and like-minded people will find one another and try to you know there's there's so, power in numbers dudes so
0: incels to me clumsy dudes and you and i both knew clumsy dudes in high school right
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: clumsy dudes now find this little net on the internet where they can say and think whatever they want And now people are saying if they're found on these various nets, they should be fired for their jobs. So they're a little bit awkward. They don't understand social interaction very well. But I would say, given the statistics statistics that I read from Jean Twenge, that somewhere near 70% (laughs) Of high school graduates don't understand the interplay between boys and girls.
1: No, no. And I'm it's telling you. It's actually scary. <laughs> it's, ter- it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And, and oddly enough, and this is another thing that I said on Fox and Friends today, now is when you desperately need groups like the Boy Scouts. Yep. you know, like, hey, we're gonna go outside. You're gonna you're gonna learn how to build a fire, and you're gonna learn how to survive in your. It might sound stupid and simplistic, but at least you get a sense of accomplishment out of it, and you get a little bit of confidence, and you might walk up to that girl, and you might say hello, uh, and and learn how to interact. This this it's it's really. And I used to I was messing around with doing a, a stand up bit about this, but like when China. Like China, years and years and years ago, like people were like just murdering their girl babies because they wanted to have a boy. I'm like, well, that's really oh, that'll that'll make the world a really safe place. Yeah, you know, a, a nation all those full of Chinese of,
0: boys don't have a girl.
1: Well, that's the joke.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Way to step on it. <laughs> Boom, boom, it. boom. <laughs> I'm your partner on the podcast. I'll be stepping on your punchlines all day. No, it was just like, really? That's what you want is like a billion people who just can't bang anybody? Yeah, they won't get frustrated. They won't. But
0: that's actually an, a story like in the New York Times or the New Yorker or something. Like, all these Chinese guys have no women because they've killed so many girls.
1: It's, it's terrifying, and they are going to – it's going to be a real problem. It's going it to be a real a problem. Real problem. Mm-hmm. And like and whole, the whole incel thing, and when a guy – it doesn't – listen, uh, when bad things happen in your life, it's, it's very, very easy for another bad thing to happen and another and another, and it becomes like a, a spiral, and you really got to – it's like being in a uh, – like a riptide you know, yeah, you're, you're something bad happened. Okay, so now you're gonna have to like swim a little bit faster and a little bit smarter, and you're gonna have to try to get out of that. And it, it doesn't take much for some socially awkward kid who lives inside all the time and has a run of bad luck, and all of a sudden he looks around and he's like, "I'm, I'm gonna live a life where I'm bullied constantly, where all my friends are having more fun than I am. I'm never gonna have a girl. I'm never gonna have sex." The rest of my life, I will be the subject of ridicule, and I'm going to be alone. Well, you know what? I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. And if my life is going to be crap, there – and then it, it is not – it's not a big jump to make, to understand. A
0: Santa Fe shooter? Yeah. And I will not say his name. I haven't said any school shooter's name because they don't deserve that. Um, When he was arrested, one of the first things he was placed on was suicide watch. And if you listen to people who study these phenomenon, every single school shooter was trying to commit suicide by cop. Oh, yeah. They're not okay doing it themselves. They're going to take as many people with them as they can, but they fully expect to be killed by law enforcement.
1: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, it's bad. So we have to find uh, a way, and it's tough. It's a real catch twenty two because, and this is what I, I really ham fistedly was talking about this on on Fox and Friends. You have very limited time, mm-hmm. but it's like you're mm-hmm. you're raised in this thing where. Uh, you know, I'm a dude, and I'm awkward, and I'm and this bad thing is happening. And then you go online, and people tell you about toxic masculinity and yes. how somehow you're guilty of some kind of crime, and you're all you're born broken just because you're a dude. That's uh, that's, that's not good. It's not good for anybody. And I'm not Joe Self Esteem
0: Peterson is awesome.
1: Well, that's why that dude. That's why his career is is going so well.
0: Jordan uh, Peterson says you have the choice to be good or you have the choice to be bad. The good guys open doors for girls. They protect women. They take care for take care of their children, right? Yeah. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. The bad guys don't do that stuff. So we should be readily and easily able to identify the bad guys
1: yeah that's funny that's uh he makes a lot of sense i'm thoroughly i'm thoroughly enjoying all the attention that 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 dude is getting
0: i'm enamored with jordan peterson
1: it's weird i've seen some of his old stuff where he was like uh he wasn't as cool looking (laughs) <laughs> like, he, he was younger, and he was chubbier, and he's, like, drinking these Cokes and really awkward. He's he's kind of coming to his own.
0: No, no, he's extremely intelligent and cerebral, and if you watch some of his stuff, it goes right to the origins of God and everything else. Yeah, but yeah. But what, what I like about him is, and, and what I like about the whole Darknet movement is... Ben Shapiro doesn't agree with Sam Harris, agree with Jordan Peterson, agree with X, Y, and Z 100%. He doesn't agree with Ruben 100%. What they agree on is these are topics that are up for debate, and we need to have free discussion about them. And that makes me hopeful.
1: Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm a big fan. We were talking about it last week yep. on the show, The uh, the independent dark web that's uh that's way cool, and I wanna to talk to all of those dudes about it and oh my gosh oh, that's the other thing we're gonna we've got a uh we got a guest coming up uh we do. not 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 today and not probably next week uh I'll just do a little oh my gosh he's what an author it's a little preview he's an author oh my I don't have his name, but you'll <laughs> he he was pitched no to the show I definitely wanna to have him on he's gonna be great he's a really smart dude, so uh. Because I was looking, I was thinking like I went, I went Jordan Peterson, uh, and then the independent dark web, and then this um, this talent age this agency pitched us uh, this author to have as a guest. I said yes. We're working on the dates. He's a very uh, I'm just tickled pink to have like a another real author on the show. Yeah. And then it led me to uh, Thomas Wolfe passed away. Tom uh, Tom Wolfe who wrote uh, the Bonfire of the Vanities. Uh, he Good wrote movie. the right. He wrote the right stuff, <gasps> and <better> he, movie. <laughs> yeah, and he wrote these insanely uh, highfalutin, highbrow uh, essays mm-hmm. uh, back in the day in Manhattan, and coined the term "radical chic," which uh, I think is is really fun. You know, he would talk about like how you know the the leader of the the, the New York blah, blah, blah orchestra would have these highfalutin dinner parties on the Upper East Side with all the shishi people, you know, and and they're having all these wonderful dishes to raise money for the Black Panthers, and uh, oh, yeah, and how it became just, like, this very cool Manhattan thing, you know, radical chic, and he just thought they were all idiots and was uh, was making fun of them in a very aggressive, in, like, the best form of satire, and uh, I just... Read a little bit up on him, and we Thomas Wolfe Bonfire of the Vanities, insanely uh, great satire. The Right Stuff, just a just a, a damn good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how? And and this is what I guess what his big thing was uh, that we have to have some set of shared values, and and I think that's what like The Right Stuff was going about because you had you had <laughs> like Sam Shepard. Missing. I think that. I think that's what we're missing too. There, we, we, he, he said. Uh, Satire depends on shared values on the horizon. If we're gonna make fun of something or aspire to something, or you know, do, we all, there has to be like that common thread that goes through. And it's like it's weird. It's like I was thinking about the movie The Right Stuff uh, because you had Sam Shepard's character, who was uh, you know the guy who broke the the sound barrier, and he wasn't. He, he didn't even want to be an astronaut. or Maybe he did want to be an astronaut, but he just had his thing. And then the other astronauts, the 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 guys with the right stuff, the the young kids, you know, who were taking the risk, they all learned to, you know, like they admired that guy. They and, right. and he admired them. And it's like that shared value. They, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm doing a horrible job uh, you know describing what I'm trying to describe. There's
0: a fight for shared values, right? And I'll yes. just I'll take this as a woman. Okay, Okay. so Jessica Valente, rabid feminist, I am not a feminist, actually Jessica I am a Valente. feminist, I'm not a third wave, wave feminist, um, Good for you. Jessica Valente wrote an op-ed today, Sunday, for those listening to the podcast, about how conservative feminism is a myth.
1: Well, that's I would insane. Say,
0: I would say, as a conservative female who has um, Doink. plowed her way through a <laughs> master's degree, plowed her way through corporate America for 15 years, been promoted, been rewarded, been a mother, been a wife, um, I'm about as feminist as you get. I've had the best of both worlds. (laughs) And for Jessica Valente to say that I am somehow not a feminist when I'm not a third wave feminist, I don't support killing the unborn. I don't support Linda Soursore as an anti-Semitic leader of the women's movement. I don't support Cecile Richards. Um, and I don't support Hillary Clinton for president, not because she's a woman, but because she's a suspect individual because of her behavior. And it almost seems like in order to be considered a feminist by the radical left, I call him the cabal, um, yeah. you have to be willing to vote for somebody because you both wear a bra. Um, it's
1: very it's it's so it's so like crazy tribal. It's so I'm
0: not going to vote for a socialist whether they wear a bra or not.
1: It's crazy. It's like if if you're a feminist, if you want to be considered a feminist, if you want to be in my feminist club, you have to vote for the girl with the vagina because as a feminist, we're free thinkers. And as a free thinker, you will do what I say or you'll be thrown out of the free thinkers club. It's like the biggest crock of of horse crap ever. Do Do as I say do as I say or you're not independent. Do you know what Jessica's
0: really pissed about?
1: The fact that she can't get a decent wax in Manhattan for (laughs) under 50 bucks and now her push is huge. she's
0: a mean girl (laughs) and nearly 52% of America doesn't want to sit at her lunch table. (laughs)
1: <laughs> who, who is this chick? Like, who is she? Oh, I've never she even heard is of like her.
0: one of these way forward in the New York Times, in all of the all of the freaking press. She is a third wave feminist who proudly wears her abortion. Is married to some soy boy. Um, yeah, but she's really pissed that. People who don't agree with her on economics, the Second Amendment—I mean, any number of policy issues—would vote for a dude, right? Yeah, who lines up with that versus a woman who lines up with none of it.
1: It's it's <laughs> it's insane, and uh, and and I good for her for fire. trying.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. These people trying. need mocked. Pet your cats. Pet your cats, sweetie. You're a yeah. cat
1: lady. <laughs> You're a cat lady. And there I just are no love it. I love cat when... dudes.
0: I'm sorry, there are. Oh, aren't. there are.
1: There no, are. There aren't. If no, they the, It's the soy boy thing. It's like they they seriously. It's they've they're like beaten down. It's like you know in uh, in Planet of the Apes when uh, when Charlton Heston goes to to find the other humans and they can't talk and they're kind of just like these shaky little animals and he has to wake them up that's how i feel around like soy boys i would (laughs) i would i would work with some of these guys who are like these cats are adorable and i'm like dude wake up grab a rifle we got shit to do
0: okay
1: it's it's hilarious
0: can i just say this
1: yes you can
0: cats only relate to women because we're like that if you're a dude that relates to cats re-evaluate i had a your cat life.
1: i had a cat listen <laughs> uh i love i love how you're doing like men are like dogs and women are like cats it's like it's great it's like it's like stand up you one I, it's I'm, very it's very true I, i'm listen. not
0: like my cat i get my cat
1: i get my cat too my Listen, I had a cat uh, many, many moons ago, and it's like, okay, well, that thing exists in the same space that I exist in, and occasionally it'll uh, it'll rub up against me and I'll pet it. But, like, never, but never did I, like, drive home from work choking back tears, like, I just have to hold on to Mr. Toons' for a while.
0: I have a 23-pound like cat, and it comes, it screams at me, and I look at it and go, what?
1: That's good. That's He's good, and that's healthy. He's a Maine
0: Coon. He's awesome. He's gorgeous. But when he comes and yells at me, that's not okay.
1: That's a, that always I do a bit I do a bit in my stand up about my cat uh, screaming at me. Uh I don't, <laughs> like more I don't like it. I don't like it at I all. Am. It's very <laughs> off-putting. <laughs> it's very off-putting. No. I put a picture of my dog on the internet today. It's National yeah. uh, Rescue Dog.
0: I rescued Day. my dog. I missed it.
1: Oh, well, you still got the rest of the day. The sun is not I know. down yet. I you know. can still go. You know what okay. I think
0: I want to do when I'm old? What? I want to rescue great danes. I have a great dane and I have a mutt, and I love my mutt. But great danes are the most misunderstood dog in the world.
1: My old I used to live in this apartment in Columbus, Ohio, and my mm-hmm. next door neighbor. She worked for a vet clinic, and mm-hmm. she had a dog that she rescued. It was a Harlequin Great Dane. Yep. This thing was giant, and it was beautiful. Hundred
0: and ten pounds.
1: <laughs> Good lord! And she named it. She named it Grace. And I know this is going to sound hacky because everybody says this, but this giant dinosaur of a dog did. It had the mindset of, like, a, a poodle. Like, it literally thought, oh, I'll just I'll just crawl up in your lap. And <laughs> no, a Dane will hilarious. sit in your
0: lap. A Dane does a Dane lean. So if you're standing up and they're next to you, they'll lean into you to, like, get some support. Um, and my Dane is named Frank.
1: That's um, a good name.
0: Well, no, he's a, he's a blue merle. So he's gray with black spots, and when he was a little baby, he had bright blue eyes, so he's actually named after Frank Sinatra.
1: Oh, wonderful.
0: Yeah, but, um, like, someday I'm going to rescue those dogs when people, like, say, oh, I want a Great Dane puppy, and when it's 40 pounds, when it's yeah. three months old, I'll be like, I'll take it.
1: Because they're not
0: that hard; they're awesome dogs.
1: They're very good, and they can pull your car out of a ditch. They that's can. That's how strong. That's how strong they are. <laughs> You're like, hey, come here, Frank. Frank
0: Would do anything we asked him to.
1: Oh, okay, well, other hey, than be would, nice would, to
0: his little sister, who's a butt. But
1: all oh, right, <laughs> would Frank? Would Frank agree? Uh, that somebody was spying on the Trump campaign? Yes. Would would, would Frank... Frank is a
0: Republican, no doubt.
1: <laughs> Frank the Republican Great Dane. It's the sequel to Marmaduke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I like lost... I wrote I'm, articles this week. I I put stuff out, but the most amazing thing I saw this week... Was not just spying on the Trump campaign, because I kind of knew about that. I watch Cheryl Atkinson. I watched, um what's her name with the Wall Street Journal? Kimberly Strassel. I gotcha. watch Andrew C. McCarthy. He's with National Review, and he's kind of gone back and forth, and his new revelations come. And he had an excellent article this morning. And he's a former FBI dude, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you haven't read Andrew C. McCarthy's from this morning, you should. It was it was very clear. And Cheryl Atkinson actually put out a full timeline like of everything that has gone on with this. It was it was amazing to read.
1: Um, well, Sarah, I, I, does she uh, does she agree or disagree? Because wasn't it wasn't it like The Washington um, Post who said the only reason we're, they were spying on Trump is to protect him?
0: Cheryl Hackeson is a journalist, so she doesn't agree or disagree. She just puts the facts out there. Um, So it was really just out there for everybody to read and make your own assumptions. And there's a lot of things in there that make me go, what?
1: What (laughs) was she saying? What was she saying? Um,
0: Oh, my God. It was like three years worth. It was incredible. Like, Like, she literally went back for every move, every subpoena, every everything. It was incredible to read. If you haven't read read Cheryl Atkinson's timeline, you really should. I've retweeted it. Um, But I read Andrew McCarthy and I read Sarah Carter. And Sarah Carter's been breaking a lot of this. And now everybody's big, oh, my God, I'm going to have a heart attack, is that this mole – and the Trump campaign is gonna get outed well, the New York Times gave everybody all the information they needed to out him
1: well, is it well this is the informant right that the FBI the FBI put somebody in the Trump campaign mm-hmm. is that that now as I understand it, uh, the Trump campaign was like only a handful of people there's only like so many people it could have been right. right so it's not gonna be that hard to figure it out. my thing. And this is where I just think that this this should really terrify everybody. And you know, we we want to have fun. We don't want to uh, terrify people. But like <clears throat> when Trump says this is worse than Watergate, th- th- this is way He's worse than Watergate. <laughs> if this if this is if this is uh, the the Obama administration and the Democrats who were running the show organizing. Absolutely. Organizing their FBI, their DOJ, their CIA, whatever it is, to go spy on the opposition party—that's uh, really bad stuff. That's really bad. All that makes like that makes Russians that makes Russians buying ads on Facebook look like nothing.
0: Nothing. And all you have to do is read Cheryl Atkinson's timeline on Twitter. It, 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 she did it on Twitter. It's a link on her profile. It's it's literally three years of everything that happened.
1: Now, were you freaking out when you read this? Were you like... Was, was it-
0: I freaking out? No, because I, I've i loosened my tinfoil hat, right?
1: Good for you. Good for <laughs> you. It was a little tight. It was a little tight. It was a
0: little tight. Um. By the way, my disclaimer... I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't vote for Clinton either. Yes, um, you are
1: You are on the record.
0: I am on the record. I voted for neither because I thought they were both icky human beings. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I have been, <laughs> and I am with Glenn Beck, though I do not have a MAGA hat.
1: <laughs> oh, I saw that. The Glenn Beck thing where he put on Glenn the... uh
0: Beck is pissed
1: (laughs) yeah and it's about the spying thing right
0: it's about the spying thing it's about it's about everything when when donald trump gave an it wasn't even an interview it was a press avail where he was talking to people in california who object to the sanctuary state policies you could have sat on it michael yeah, yeah, and there was a sheriff who was specifically telling him, "I know there are people in my area, right, who are Ms. Thirteen, and I can't tell ICE about it."
1: And that's what's got. Wait a minute. Wait. Is that is is that what has Glenn Beck messed up? When did he, when did Glenn Beck no, put on the MAGA hat?
0: After this. MS-13 is in my city, is, is a sheriff, right, saying this. Yes. And I can't tell ICE about their immigration status because of California's law. And Donald Trump is talking about MS-13 and says we are deporting more of these people than have ever been deported. And he's not wrong because PolitiFact said – Oh, well, he can't actually say they're MS-13. They're just gang members. Really? So you rated it mostly false?
1: PolitiFact is a joke. It, it is. They're, they're an absolute but anyway, joke.
0: Um, Jeff Sessions has been clear. The head of DHS has been clear. We're going to separate families. We're not doing this anymore. If you violate our immigration laws, you're going to be treated like a criminal. And that is what Donald Trump is driving, and I'm fine with it because you know what? If you're a criminal and you're a citizen, you get separated from your family.
1: <laughs> yeah. So well, this is this no... is the this is the thing that really, really, really got me. I have no got, got my problem. feathers ruffled.
0: I have no problem with those crossing our borders, <laughs> which is a crime. Being separated from their children, no matter what.
1: Well, oh, really you're talking about the Kamala Harris says. thing. The, the Kamala, yeah, the, uh, sh- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what are you even talking about?
0: When Kamala Harris was questioning and saying, can you do this? Can you do this? Yes, we can. Willie Brown's mistress. Um,
1: sh- oh, be quiet. Uh, I, got, I got you. I got yeah, you. I, don't don't call now, now her ca-
0: I will not call her by her name through 2020 because she's running. She's Willie Brown's mistress.
1: Well, the thing that I thought was, was more uh, offensive to me uh, is when, when Donald Trump was, like, uh, talking about the MS-13 gang yep. members and calling them animals. Clear you know, his day like,
0: if you listen.
1: Exactly. And then, and then the mainstream media, in a real concerted effort, everybody just ran with this. He's calling immigrants animals. No, he's, he's not. Call-. And it was just so... It was a really. It was really gross to me. It was disgusting because, like, they know exactly what they're doing. Do they you. know exactly what they're doing, and uh, and did America, America is hip to it now later? too. America is hip to it now too. That's why in this other poll we were talking about it on Fox and Friends this uh-huh. morning. Like, there's a almost half of America is wise to it. And like, okay, we've had we've had enough of the Trump bashing. We've had enough of you taking him out of context. We've had enough of you lying about the things that he did and didn't say. Uh, And and I love it. I I love it. I I want I want the media just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Stomp your little feet. You sure can.
0: So Jimmy Kimmel came out for guns and guns and guns. Jimmy, come take my guns. Um, (laughs) really. Jimmy, come take my guns. Um, (laughs) You won't get far. Um, I thought like a week ago he had said the Trump bashing was over.
1: Well, I think, yeah, he said something like uh, they've done too much. Maybe it's time to slow it down. I think everybody's – Having that realization, but it's it's they're especially that
0: realization. But it's false. They just know if they keep doing it, it's going to affect the election.
1: Well, that's what they're hoping. They're they're hoping to, and this is like the the, the term that I learned from Cheryl Atkinson when I was talking to her a, a while back. You know that they just want to bake it in. They just want to bake it in. Uh, the way it works with with uh, public relations is if you just keep let's repeating see. it, you keep repeating it, you keep repeating it, you keep repeating it. Then people walk away going, "Well, some of that must be true because they repeated it a lot." So let's see. This it it week, is baked in.
0: This week they kissed Ms. 13s butt. Yep. Uh, I believe Nancy Pelosi said they had a spark of divinity.
1: Oh yeah. They yeah. De-
0: they be head people and like cut out their hearts and yes, mutilate yes. them with machetes for it's initiation. There. Those are random victims. Talk to somebody in Long Island about MS13. There is no spark of divinity there, Nancy.
1: Um And I love how I love how there's a spark of divinity in MS13, but then there's no spark of divinity in a uh, in a fetus. That just none. wants to live.
0: None. Yeah. So. And none of an NRA member either. We're terrorists. Exactly. Um,
1: so we needed to defend the people who are ripping out uh, the hearts of their victims and stabbing them with machetes. Oh, that uh, was however, go ahead. Friday feel free news. to kill that the baby. Was the
0: best Friday news. Defunded. P Pact. You're defunded.
1: Yes. I don't understand how that happened with that Title 10 thing or whatever. Yeah. I. I, it's it's it goes really back
0: to executive orders with Reagan, right? Yeah, so Trump can say via executive order what various clinics can talk about, right? So under Title Ten, supposedly abortions aren't paid for, except when you look at Planned Parenthood statistics they count everything as the extra- except the extraction that's related to an abortion as a separate procedure so there's a great fungibility of money in title 10 so
1: fungibility sh-
0: that's an accounting term i'm sorry i
1: have a bad i've history. never i've never heard fungibility that means you
0: can move dollars around
1: Fungability. I yeah. just learned a word. So, okay. so,
0: if a woman goes in for abortion and she needs a blood test and she needs an ultrasound and she needs X and she needs Y, right, those all get paid for with federal dollars, but the actual extraction does not. But it's all part of the same procedure. So gotcha. The Planned Parenthood has been doing that for years. Um, and so Trump shut that down just like Reagan did. Boom, boom, boom. I'm fine nice. with it. Um, and really with the availability of birth control, girls use it. That's all I have to say.
1: (laughs) I wonder if they'll, in a, in a few years they won't need to use it because all they have now is like these beta male soy boys who are too afraid to touch them on the shoulder (laughs) or talk to them. Like really, like they're, they're going to be too afraid to even have sex.
0: I was actually a little bit worried about you this week.
1: Why? Why?
0: You're a huge Rolling Stones fan.
1: Oh, I saw. I saw that. Like Keith Richards said something like he hates Donald Trump. I read a little bit of that article, but that's no, just because no, no, Donald no. Trump it wasn't. Ooh, that. What else?
0: It was that <laughs> one of our intelligence agencies named. <laughs> The view into Donald Trump's campaign is crossfire hurricane.
1: That's cool, though. That's from Jumpin' Jack Flash. That's a I know Stones reference. From, but
0: how dare you? Uh,
1: you might as well. I mean, I'm I mean, not Trump a Stones used that song, fan and
0: I was offended.
1: If it had been Love oh, no, in fine. an
0: Elevator, I would have been pissed.
1: They had. <laughs> Well, Trump used that Stone song "You Can't Always Get What You Want," which I think is about like a heroin addict. But like, you just take it at, at face value. All these politicians used to
0: sing that to my toddler.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. like Mick Jagger. And here's the thing about the Stones. Here's the thing about the Stones. Mm-hmm. You notice that they didn't sue old Donald Trump to stop no. using that. No. Trump Trump was using "You Can't Always Get What You Want," and I think Mick was sitting back and counting big fat stacks of cash. Boom, he didn't. Boom.
0: <laughs> Boom. Mix no dummy.
1: No, he's not. No, he's not. Is he a knight? Those guys, uh, I think I think he might. No, I. You know what? I don't think he is a knight. I think they they ran so afoul of uh, of the royals uh, back in the day that with with the heroin right. and the drugs that uh, oh, yeah right. I don't think they'll are be knighted any Are soon. Ignoring the
0: royal wedding altogether.
1: You know what? We kind of are. I don't know enough about it. I know you know chicks they're dig adorable. it they're a cute couple i got i got cute nothing bad to say i'm
0: happy for you megan and harry
1: yeah go have a good one go, go have, have a good best one. i'm sorry that her dad i'm sorry that her dad couldn't make it her but mom uh, i think did. It's, it's, what a beautiful uh, woman but i think it's very cool that she had prince charles her down the aisle that's very nice <sighs>
0: he's kind of creepy but whatever
1: Charles oh Charles, Charles Charles
0: you have to understand I'm of an age where I woke up at three o'clock in the morning to watch Princess Diana marry Charles and in that whole thing I was always
1: team Diana oh everybody is <laughs> everybody's team Diana everybody what a, oh. She was, she was, she was everyone's princess. She was the people's princess. She
0: was awesome. But I do oh. like, I do like both of the current princesses, both Megan and what's Will's wife's name? Oh, I can She's gorgeous. She's got Kate, a, Kate Middleton. She's,
1: yeah, Kate mm-hmm. Middleton. She's got a, she's got a sweet little booty on her. I remember when they she got. She is
0: a. Adorable.
1: Yeah. They got married. I remember somebody took these pictures of her, like, sunbathing in a thong, and I'm like, whoa. Whoa. Nice. Will. Dude. Yeah. Will is (laughs) tapping that ass. You go get it. But she has
0: the cutest three little kids ever.
1: (laughs) Do you know what? When they have sex together, she is royally screwed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hate you for saying that.
1: (laughs) You are royally screwed. Well, oh, he's gonna be king. You. Yeah, he is. But the all pictures
0: right. I saw were very cute. We're just not gonna oh. fawn over them.
1: No, she looks fine. God bless her. I hope she deals with that the the that dysfunction over there and the She's paparazzi. The first and all that.
0: American and the monarchy. Booyah!
1: Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Now, ha ha ha! I was talking about that the other the other night on stage. Like, good for <laughs> us. Good yeah, for us. Finally, get some some American blood in that royal. We'll 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 save you in bread fools from yourselves. Exactly. Get an American hottie in there. Stack Do it, wait, get some, buddy. Get some sweet ass DNA in there. Get, what's her name, Megan Markle?
0: Yeah, she's adorable.
1: She's a hottie. She's a total hottie. Okay, that's our Vegas show, you guys. Uh, we covered a lot. We covered a lot. We covered a lot. There's going to be more next week. We'll probably have a freaky-deaky show, because isn't next week uh, Memorial Day weekend? Yep. Yeah. So we're going to throw something special together for next week. And then I think the week after that, we'll have our author guest on, uh, and I should... I'll actually be prepared, and I'll know the dude's name. But we're going to start having the guests in and playing around with more theme music and having more fun. It is such a great time. We're going to start bringing Michael Topias back. There's lots of good stuff to tell you about. You guys are awesome. Thanks for supporting the, the Facebook page. Thanks for supporting the YouTube channel and and SoundCloud and all of it and iTunes. You're awesome. You look great. I will talk to you next week.